Mark Forster, aka Professor Doughboy, back with Overnight Success University. And today, we actually were able to do an interview with a friend that I ended up meeting through the 10x Ambassador Group. Her name is Melissa Jackson. And we've been able to stay in touch um, since the growth con that we went to in Miami. She has uh, really skyrocketed this year. So it has been great to see her success and her moving forward with her career and her business uh, after GrowthCon. Um, so I was able to get in touch and we got together today. Really what this is going to be showing is a lot of really the hardships that she has gone through and that's really what we more or less focused on um i thought it would be good for everybody here to resonate with and to understand that we're all going to be going through similar challenges however in her particular instance let's sit let's reflect and let's be sure to truly know that we're capable of far more so melissa jackson again Please, guys, be sure to pay attention and go out, reach out to her. Um, You can follow her on all of her social media as well. It's simply M. Jackson Inspire on all platforms. Um, M. Jackson Inspire is also her business. Again, we'll get into that, the accountability, the one-to-one coaching. Uh, You'll hear more details about that as well. You can also find her at Own Your Life Podcast where she will be interviewing Elena Cardone, Jared Glant, uh, many other members uh, actually from the Cardone family. Um, and then we did wrap it up. We ended up actually talking about her ebook. Um, so you'll be able to get into that. You can find that ebook at www.mjacksoninspire.co forward slash three habits of radical success. And you are going to spell three out. Uh, But anyways, enjoy. Really be present. I thought this was a great, great way to really get us started with this journey. And some things that we might end up enduring through it. So pay attention. We'll talk soon. Cool. See where it goes. So pretty much... um, me and you, we met, I think, through the ambassador, the 10X ambassador group. Um, and, and that was a big experience for me in terms of really kicking off, like, you know, my whole getting outside of my shell and networking. Um, and I wanted to know, I've followed you for, for quite a while. Um, and I want the listeners to be able to really hear more about, uh, like, where you came from. And I know that Cardone and even Elena, I know that both of them were definitely big influences for you. Um, So I just wanted to see, you know, before them, right? um, Was there any other additional influence that uh, you really gravitated towards early on? 
Yeah. So like for me, from, I came from like rock bottom. So my first bedroom was a closet. So I was like Harry Potter style when I was growing up. Both my parents, you know, they ran away from home together when they were teenagers. We never had a lot of money. I was self-educated from the age nine up with no public school. So I really, really came from rock bottom and just seeing that other side of things, right? Seeing the fact that there could be something newer or something bigger in life was my big influencer. And as I continued to grind and hustle throughout multiple jobs while going to college, I found multiple different influencers. I want to say the first person that really caught my eye on a local level was a guy named Frank White, who did a lot of traveling with Jim Rohn. Um, as well as another, a lot of other big speakers. And then national-wise, um, the first big person I started following a lot was Eric Thomas. Um, okay. I just loved the, I loved the grit of coming from rock bottom and becoming a better version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you still stay in touch with um, that individual, Frank? Uh, you, you oh, yeah. Just, you, yeah. Yeah, I love that guy to death. I mean, we've kind of gone our separate ways, but... Yeah. If there was anybody that I could, you know, really model my success and say, hey, this person was a big fork in the road moment for me, I really think it would, would be Frank. Like, he he showed me that there was another chance on it. Like, at that point, I was, I just graduated with my first degree in business, which I worked up to four jobs to do um, while going to college. I just graduated, and then I saw him speak. Um, it was my first time watching a motivational speaker, and yeah. my life was changed. And he's definitely a huge influence for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, I kind of want to stay there for a second because I know a little bit, I think. I I don't know, obviously, everything. And I'm sure nobody really knows everything. But I do know a little bit of um, the background and and kind of where you came from. Um, But would love to, you know, like you said, um, going on and kind of paying yourself through school and and the multiple jobs and all that stuff. I'd love to hear, you know, detail about really what you had to, I guess, go through in in a day-to-day sense. And and it might not even be um, what you had to go through physically, uh, more so just that mental aspect. Yeah. Well, I mean, mentally, so I'll take a step back. So what happened was basically neither one of my parents graduated high school. Um, and I was self-educated. So I taught myself everything from the age nine up, graduated high school at 16 while working. Um, at that time, I worked at McDonald's and Wendy's at the same time uh, while getting my GED. And then I eventually quit McDonald's and went, went all in on Wendy's while getting my first degree and then multiple other jobs, being a janitor and stuff like that. And it sucked. It really, really did. Um, it was brutal. The hours were intense. Um, like I literally would pull all nighters on a regular basis and just go all in at school and then try to go all in at work. Like I fell asleep multiple classes. Um, everything was really, really brutal. I got hospitalized multiple times for panic attacks and it, everything was really, really freaking brutal at that particular time. And what made it more brutal for me is at that time, I didn't know that I had chronic illness. Um, I have a condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, and if you're a viewer or marked, if you don't know what it is, don't worry. A lot of people don't. But it can be diagnosed as fibromyalgia, but it's a lot more intense. It's a connective tissue disorder 
where your joints and your bones dislocate. So I was being hospitalized multiple times. They thought I was going to have kidney failure because I had literally welts on the back of my back while working these four jobs. Like I had bruises on the back of my back that were terrifying. Um, and I also had migraines all the time. So I did not know that that was because my brain did not fit into my skull and that I needed to get brain surgery. So wow. it was it was brutal, very, very brutal on the standpoint of like, okay, if you're working that many jobs and going to school full time and you're hustling, it's going to suck physically. You're going to be tired. Um, but it was even more intense on the standpoint that I didn't know that these panic attacks were actually what the doctors think were mini strokes. Because when they found my neurological illness, they were like, you have the symptoms of someone who survived a stroke. Have you had a stroke? So we still to this day do not know if those panic attacks were strokes or not. All I know is when I was finally quitting my night jobs and finally able to do my main career full time, they told me that they thought I had a stroke and they didn't know when it happened. That's wild. So did this, um, yes, because again, I, again, I know a little bit about that side. Um, listeners obviously very new to all of this, but was this something that, was always with you during childhood okay yes yeah, so it's something that's genetic so it's where your brain does not fit into your skull so the connective tissue disorder is genetic and then um it's called chiari malformation um it's beginning a lot more popular a lot more well known um because they thought it was multiple sclerosis or lupus or all these other things now they're just starting to find it but it's something that's commonly genetic it's where your brain does not fit into your skull due to the shape at the back of your skull wow and would you say that those years did that heighten it i guess I don't think it heightened it. So, I mean, it was shitty. It was. What yeah. heightened it was I got into a car accident when I was nine. And since I've been nine years old, I haven't been able to, like, not have headaches. Um, a car accident triggered the symptoms a lot more. But what really heightened it for me is I went to a chiropractor. Um, I think it was November 2014. Um, I just was quitting my last night job, December of that year. And they adjusted the back back the back of my neck and they did not know that my brain was protruded into my neck and that shit escalated quick. I couldn't remember how to get home. <laughs> I lost mobility in my right hand. It took me months, like almost a year to be able to open my right hand and my right foot was basically a claw. So that's what heightened it to far more extremes, but I'd always been fighting the physical symptoms and I just thought it was because I was working a lot. I didn't know it was an underlying um, illness that was causing all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> That's, you know, I have to kind of take all that in. Um, and I know one person that you follow, at least since we've kind of connected, um, I always know that you've always gravitated a, a little bit towards David Goggins. Um, mm -hmm. And now it kind of, not that it makes sense, but do you think because of everything that you've gone through with that physically um, has made you connect with him more or was it always just, you know, his raw energy or, or maybe just his personality that intrigued you? I think it's both. So um, Goggins and I grew up a lot uh, really similar. Like I had a really screwed up, a really screwed up background, which I've moved past that and I forgive everyone involved there. 
but I had a really messed up background. So I resonate with Goggins on the standpoint that he picked himself up by his bootstraps and he was like, all right, I'm going to make something out of this. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to utilize this to become the best version of myself. That was to me like the big declaration that I made when I was a teenager. So I resonate with Goggins on that standpoint and just his grass energy, like his, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to take any prisoners. I'm just going all in energy. To me, I remember the first time I listened to Goggins and I was like, holy shit, this guy makes me want to run through a wall. I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. So I think a lot of it, the illness, overcoming the illness, the background and just how brass his approach is, I think is something a lot more people need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, that book is, I mean, that, that detail he goes into and obviously all the, all the podcast interviews that you listen to, um, it kind of does make you second guess really everything, especially when you're questioning yourself and, and asking, you know, is there more I could do? And then if you ever do really think about him and, and what he's going through, it's always, you know, the answer is yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, that 40% rule that that's a big rule too. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's something that you live by. Um, but really taking all of what you've gone through, where did that like lead you towards? So you, you work in, you know, a couple of jobs, you go into class, um, the night jobs, all of that. When did the shift take place where, you got and you stepped into your business, you stepped in your career. Yeah. So I was doing that the whole time. Um, I've got into commercial real estate when I was 22 years old. <clears throat> so I had been trying to step into that up until, uh, for like, I think two or three years is when I was working all of those night jobs, trying to pay for that. Like I was taking all my money, waiting tables and investing into business coaching with that Frank guy that I was talking about. I was going all freaking in on it. And I finally, it was December 2015 um, that quit everything or November or whenever, like towards the end of 2014, I'm sorry. And then I got diagnosed with Chiari in January, but I still stepped into my business. I didn't retreat. I still worked my business while getting all the surgeries. I worked my business until the day before the brain surgery. And then um, before and after the 12 surgeries I had following that. So I'd always been fully stepped into my business, but I think maybe what you're leading to is when did you step into your potential further and fully immerse yourself? And that was in 2018. Um, 2018 was the big fork in the road, like holy crap moment. And that was a lot when I found Grant. Um, I just had 12 surgeries. They were trying to make it so I did not have to get the back of my brain removed or cauterized. I had 12 surgeries. I could not be upright for more than three hours at a time after those surgeries in 2017. And I just started doing one habit a week. I did that for all of 2017. I rolled into 2018 doing that. Still had to give up my house, still had to give up my car. And at that point I found Grant's work and was like, Hey, I need to mix what he's teaching me on sales with what I've been changing my life with. And that's when everything kind of radically changed. Wow. Yeah. So where is the um, where's the business now? What, what what does the commercial look like now? The commercial real estate. Commercial real estate looks really good. Um, yeah. And then what's been beautiful about it is I've been documenting this process with people for many many years, um, from rock bottom all the way up. Right. I've been documenting what it's like to, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, right? What vehicle you're in 
documenting the process of what it really looks like. And Mark, I know this is what you're trying to do. What it really looks like to build a business. You're going to have adversities. Maybe it's not brain surgery. I hope it's not, but you're going to have adversities knock on your door. So I documented what it was like coming from the bottom up. And that was the way that built the brand with M Jackson inspire. And mm -hmm. that's what's been really blowing up over the past year. Okay. Okay. And if you could, um, talk about that it's an accountability group that, that correct yeah so we do multiple different things so i run m jackson inspired as motivational speaking business coaching one-on-one -on -one. um what one of the things we're best known for is basically our business boot camp where it's like the most intense people ever i don't know if you guys are watching this or mark have you seen the insanity workout challenge like that workout routine yeah. Like the real, yeah. So yep. it's like that for businesses, really. So we do 4 a.m. check-ins. We do um, midday check-ins for accountability. We also do power hours where everyone gets as much done as they can as an hour as a community. We do nightly check-ins, weekly masterminds, and then also one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. So it's a community that I've built, but there's multiple different intricates to it. We also launched a couple books. We've been doing podcast interviews and just every single facet of it versus just an accountability group. Right, right. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the biggest thing I think that everybody really does need is, is somebody and a core group to lean on um, because much like I've gone through, um, you certainly, I'm sure, have gone through it. You know, the people that you associate with when you're, trying to level up, those guys kind of fall out, right? So now it's, okay, how do I get in line and in touch with others that are trying to move the ball forward? Um, so I'm sure that's a definitely a, a pivotal part to the whole community and, and to what you're building. Um, so what I'd like to know is really where do you see it going? You know, what's the future look like for, for that particular um, side of, of the business that you're building? I think it's blowing up. We've got about three new members that signed up um, just the past day and a half. So that's exploding. We're also giving these people bigger access to bigger players. So like tomorrow, not tomorrow, sorry, Monday, I'm interviewing Elena. Nice. Um, pardon. So we've got people that are in the community able to submit me questions that I'm going to ask on their behalf. We're also getting them access to huge, huge, huge players. One person is about to work on a deal that's a multi-million dollar like income generating deal because of the connections that we're putting them into the power players with um, on there as a whole. I want to help people with finding accountability. I want to help people with reaching the next level of their potential. I want to help people that maybe live in a small city like I do. I live in Idaho, um, where it may be a little bit more difficult to connect with those people or more difficult to find people that are as intense as you. So I want to help people with reaching their potential and really just blowing that up on every single aspect. What I've seen a lot of people want more one-on-one -on -one coaching. So yep. I've been providing that one-on-one -on -one coaching, and this is a complement to that one-on-one -on -one coaching, where a lot of people find the community that helps give them the kick in the ass on top of everything. So I want to do this as world domination with people chasing their potential. I like that. I like that, world domination. That's what it's all about. You know, exactly. About. Um, so... You, I mean, you know, the, the commercial real estate, the, the M. Jackson Inspire Group. I mean, you're doing a lot of different things. And not only are you doing a lot of different things, but you have been somebody that would and still does, right, have to overcome 
struggles just by the genetics like you had talked about. So like if you were to, I guess, encourage or what do you think is really making yourself successful or making others that you're surrounding yourself successful while all, I wouldn't say all, but there's so much more people in this population that struggle. You know, what, what, what have you noticed within yourself or within these other peoples that, again, you're interviewing, you're surrounding yourself with? What have you noticed that has really allowed them to achieve a much more successful life than their counterparts? I mean, it sounds cliche as shit, and I really want to smack myself for saying it. I'm going to be honest. But you got to find your why. Like, you have to. Every single person I've interviewed that has been successful, I just interviewed somebody that has three world records um and is absolutely dominating it and disabled in a wheelchair like he models what it's like to overcome that i told him he'd never walk again he's able to walk so really every single person i've interviewed they model that too you got to figure out what your why is they have a bigger purpose about them it's not about the the you know the fancy things that they're buying yes money's important it's not about you know the status it's about their purpose Figure out what your why is. What gets me going every single day is people with Chiari malformation sometimes do not wake up. They can die spontaneously with no notice. There was one gal that I um, vividly remember who was 17 years old. She was just about to graduate with her high school diploma, started feeling off, called her neurosurgeon. They booked an appointment after high school graduation, and she didn't wake up after she got her diploma at 17 years old. That is not unheard of. That happens a lot. So you need to go into every damn day knowing very well that you could die and what is your legacy going to be on the planet? That is my why. I get up for the people that wake that don't wake up in the morning spontaneously. I get up and I grind for the people because somehow I'm able to when other people are still bedridden that had, I talked to one lady who had 13 brain surgeries within a year. I get up for those people. That may not be the other people's why, and that's okay. But all I'm saying is life's going to punch you in the face. Yeah, It's going to. You're going to have adversities. So you need to prepare for that. And I mean, to go back to Goggins too, You need to, he says you need to prepare for the adversity and make sure that you have the reasons why you're going to overcome it ready. Because when that adversity shows up, you're going to feel weak. And you need to have those whys prepared. So I challenge you guys, if you're watching this, what is your why? What is the purpose that you're on this planet for? that's what you're going to need when shit hits the fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, it is cliche. I think it's, um, it, it's definitely a cliche. I, I, I agree with you there, but it's needed. And I, I actually was a person who I didn't think you did need that. I was the person that was like, okay, if I'm in a certain situation, I'll just figure it out and I'll make it work. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until recently where I had to take a step back um, for probably the first time, I would say, and really did deep work on Mark. You know what I mean? Where it was like, okay, it's actually came upon um, a book. It was after I listened to a book called Illusion of Money, um, where it really just, it started transforming. I really started to meditate more. I started reflecting more. And it was really like, dude, if I had the chance to, go to work for X amount of dollars, say 50 grand, right? Mm -hmm. Versus going to work for nothing, but I'd be doing something I like. 
I was like, for the first time in my life, I was like, wow, you know, I'd probably pick the latter because, you know, I'd enjoy it. Um, So that's, I think it's something that people do think is a cliche and and really don't um, dive deep into that. It's almost like they take it for granted. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you kind of touched upon that because I think it's definitely, definitely needed for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to hear a little bit, you know, on the topic of a, of a cliche, um, everybody has them, everybody talks about them in one form or another in terms of what a great day looks like for you. Are there certain things like routines that have to happen or, um, I guess, yeah. What, what would a great day look like for you? Are you routine in the morning or at night? Um, or are there just certain things that, you know, people have their list, right? Yeah, I'm extremely structured. So the chronic illness did not go away. The only thing that changed is I developed habits. So I started doing a habit a week, one small habit a week. That's how I changed things. I'd get up and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to fix my house. My house is a fucking mess. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to you know, get out of debt. I'm going to do this, this, this after my last surgery. And I'd black out within three hours and everything would be torn apart. So I only live this life. Well, one of the main reasons why I live the life I do and why I can do so much is because I'm very habit system oriented. I did a habit a week. Okay, fix this, fix this. And I compounded them for two weeks. So I live an extremely, extremely structured life. Um, I have a daily checklist. I need to drink this much water. I need to take this many supplements. I need to do this, this, this. I live very routinely and it's what's given me my freedom back. A lot of people think that routine takes away their freedom. No, routine gives you freedom. I'm a, you know, an intense case of that. I get that. But if you're routinely going to bed at the same time, if you're routinely doing your cold calls, you're going to have freedom because you're going to be able to predict what the future is going to be. So for me, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I meditate first thing in the morning. I do a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. The main people that I follow are Grant Cardone, David Goggins, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Those are the three people, um, very different philosophies on life, but I combine them together. So I do meditation first thing in the morning at four o'clock. I go and I do yoga. Yoga helps a lot with the chronic illness and the joints separating and all of that crap. I read. Um, and then I also do my journaling. I write down my goals. And I do vision and then like visualize my future. And then I get ready and I get to the office by about 730. And then I, um, what I've been doing, especially with everything is blowing up is I come home for lunch and I meditate for about 10, 15 minutes, readjust my emotional set point, go back to the office until about five or six o'clock and then write down my goals before I go to bed. But I, that's like the routine as a whole, but I also have a lot of other checklist items that I have within there. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Like, um, I was, I wasn't, well, yeah, I was skeptical. Cause I think, um, when you said Dr. Joe, that guy, uh, especially like from the summer till where I'm at now, um, being able to dive into, uh, becoming supernatural and, mm-hmm. um, breaking the habit of being you, I think that was kind of my reset. Um, and I, I do his guided meditation, um, as much as I can, uh, in the mornings too, but the way that he is able to articulate it really made it a lot less woo woo and more like, okay, this is a thing. Um, so I'm glad you talked about that because I think that's definitely the next, 
big thing in terms of health and in terms of the entrepreneurial space, really in terms of even individuals in general. It's just like taking time to actually know who you are, um, be alone in your thoughts and really just clear all of that away. Um, it's been tremendous and monumental for me and I can only imagine what it does for you. Um, especially with all everything that you're going through, you know, and I'm glad that you also touched upon your supplements and, and your routine in terms of working out, you know, talk about somebody who is going through a lot of different trauma because of this genetic c component that you have, but you're still giving your body what it needs in terms of working out. I mean, how important has that been uh, in, you know, the workout, the supplement, all of that? Oh, complete game changer. A hundred percent. Um, so for the supplements I take, like I have particular ones, one I take right now and I don't want to get too much of the science of it, but it's called mega hydrate. Um, it's a big thing that if I don't take it, I feel like I'm going to black out. I stand up too quick. I want to black out. Um, so that one's huge for me for working out. Um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome doesn't go away. A lot of people that have EDS wear full body braces. How you combat that is you build enough muscle mass to try to hold the bones into the right spot. It helps you with dislocating things to some extent. Obviously not a doctor, but that's what I've been told and what I've been doing. So it helps out substantially. Um, it's been a complete game changer. And then to tie into the Goggins mentality, Working out is not just about your physical component. It's about you being able to believe in yourself to do the stuff that you don't want to do. Like that's, that's where it's at. The mental toughness that person develops by showing up and doing something that they hate is huge. It's, it makes you, and that goes the whole can't hurt me mentality. It makes it so other people cannot hurt you because you are your own best friend by doing stuff that you do not want to do. Right, right. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm very, very glad that we were able to connect um, because I think that people, myself included, um, you know, I cannot lie 100%. I make up excuses, right? And, and people make up excuses, but to be able to listen to you and to be able to have people connect to you and, and hear not only what you do on a day-to-day, -day, but also the battles that you face. It's like, it really does make you check yourself and understand that you're able to do so much more. And there are other people that are succeeding and in a place farther than you that have come through so much. So, you know, being able to share all of that has been um, very, very valuable for me. And I'm sure it's been valuable for others as well. And I want to talk about and kind of stay on habits and, and really, obviously you laid out sort of a checklist and I can, you know, routine habit, they're definitely the same, but I want to talk a little bit about the book that you had put out um, because I believe it is about habits. It is about routines. It's about making sure that people are aware of how powerful they are and especially which ones may be most beneficial. Um, and they're definitely proven and, and, and you're, you know, just going to be that representation of that. So if you could, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about those habits, about some of these strategies uh, and really just have you shed light on the book as a whole. Yeah. So that book came together. Like I didn't realize what I was doing was r ridiculous. I didn't. 
<laughs> until I went to a couple of community um, get-togethers, uh, business community get-togethers, and they were like, dude, this habit a week thing you're doing is ridiculous. Like, this is so awesome and so empowering. I just wanted to be able to be upright and not go and get another damn surgery because that surgery sucked. Like, what they do for the surgery, just the 411 so people can understand how much this sucked, at 12 of these, they lay you on your stomach and they keep you awake and they inject blood and glue into your spinal cord. And you have to tell them when it gets physically unbearable because if it does not get to the point that you feel like you're going to die, it doesn't work. And if it gets past that point, you can become paralyzed or you can die. Like you have to be the judge on that shit. So you get that and you still get multiple of them and you still only be upright for a particular amount of time. It helped a lot, but I still can only be upright for a particular amount of time. So I started doing a habit a week and I did it for two freaking years. Some of them stuck. Some of them, you know, like some of them stuck, which were freaking life changers. Some of them didn't. Some of them, I was like, hey, this is stupid. <laughs> this isn't helping me move my life forward. This is silly. This isn't what I want to do anymore. I changed. Maybe I can outsource that. Maybe I don't need to be the person who cleans my house. All of that crap, right? So some of them changed. But with this book, what I did is I put together the top three habits that changed my life radically, that helped me build self-confidence when I was at rock bottom that helped me build momentum to go and do bigger loftier things that helped me build my vision that helped me, you know, cope when I have a loss. Cause they're always going to show up. I don't care who you are. They're going to show up that helped me push myself to the next level. And I just, I, I put it together cause I really, I really didn't realize what I was doing and how powerful it was using myself as a Guinea pig for two years but I really think that it's a huge shortcut to people that if they want to use it, obviously it's completely free. It can be a shortcut to you where you don't have to do the experiments for two years. You can just say, Hey, these are some really ridiculous habits and I'm going to try to implement them and see where it takes my life. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's really what it's all about. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is overnight success university because I'm aware and everybody should be aware that there's no such thing as an overnight success. And it's just like all of a sudden the guy or, or girl comes out of the woodwork and you see either, you know, hundred thousands of followers or, you know, the guy's balling with, with a car now and, and all of this, but just like you, like a perfect example, you, no one knows the bullshit you just had to go through. You know, or all the dark days that people are going through. So how does somebody, and maybe the book talks a little bit about this, but what would you say is the best way for, um, you know, for example, to create momentum or to see incremental growth, um, you know, or to get laser focused? Like what, what really is that thing that people need to focus on? Is it, you know a to-do list? Is it a not to-do list? I guess, what would you kind of recommend there? I mean, when it comes to that, that's a really good question. So when it comes to creating that momentum and one of my all-time favorite habits and one that's in there, and I know that you resonate with this too, Mark, because you know, you've studied Grant's work, right hit the nail on the head. You need to write down your wins. You need to write down your wins. You're going to get kicked a lot. And I don't mean this is like a pessimistic 
you know, interview, but it's true. Write down your wins. Sometimes my wins was brushing my damn teeth and going back to bed. Sometimes my wins was staying in bed because I couldn't move. I don't know what the win is for you, but writing down those wins and celebrating yourself is how you create momentum. Um, in regards to, is it a to-do list or not to-do list? I think it's both. Um, I, I, I think that sometimes people add things to their to-do list because they just want to say, well, look at me, I'm so busy. What are you actually accomplishing? Sometimes you need to, and it's in that book as well. Um, I put together a weekly review process of, okay, you need to look at your life. What's working and what's not working and stop the shit that's not working. Like just stop doing it. Maybe it's a habit you tried and you're like, okay, this isn't helping me. Sometimes you need to take things off your to-do list because they're not serving you and they're distracting you. Even if you thought it was something good to do right so i think it's it's both of them you need to have the ability and this ties into what you're talking about with meditation to self-reflect and say where am i going and correct yourself and actually evaluate is this moving me forward in my life or is it distracting me yeah yeah that's awesome and what i definitely want um you know please where can we get the book um is it a link you know where where do we go to get this yeah, I'll send you over the link so you can put it in um, with yeah. your with the podcast. But it's a real quick link that you can just put in there. I don't know the the um, link off the top of my head, but I'll send it to you. And it will. It's just an ebook. It's real easy. It's eleven pages. Nice. Real quick. Nice. Like right to the meat and potatoes. No BS. And it just helps people with executing on what they need to do. Perfect. Perfect. And how about um, people? Because Again, following you a little bit here, um, you talked about obviously the uh, group is definitely growing. I see that you've hired a, a couple of sales guys now, so you know you're you're really you are taking off, and I want people to have access into that as well. How do people get connected with you there? How can we either get connected and find more information about um, Inspire? How do we? follow you on some of these platforms how can we just stay connected with melissa yeah so i'm on every social platform between twitter tiktok instagram every podcast platform all all of them <laughs> um and it's just m jackson inspire i use the m jackson inspire because my name spelled so weirdly that it's a lot easier to dictate people over there versus my full name um but just follow me on any of them m jackson inspire you can also email me at m jackson inspire at gmail com if you want some more information on the program it's a complete life changer really we had one person increase their sales 30 percent within two weeks another person increased their annual income one hundred and twenty thousand dollars within two months we've had people overcome addiction i have one member who's literally written six books in the past um two and a half months like we are the kick in the pants that a lot of people need to break through their own mental limitations and their own mental barriers yeah yeah it's no joke. It's no joke. You know, you're doing commercial, you're doing this, you're growing, you're making moves. And I want all of my listeners to be able to connect with you. So I value your time. I appreciate you coming on really again, being able to reflect, being able to come through all of these different obstacles in life is something that people need to hear about. It's something that people need to absolutely sit and reflect on and actually be present when they're listening. Because again, you are a prime example of what does it take to continue to move forward 
even when something is always starting to get in the way. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to really shed that light on people. And I hope all the listeners are able to not only resonate with it, but I really do want all of you guys. And I really hope all of you guys connect with Melissa um, offline here and, and really see what she's doing and really see how she's taken off. Uh, Melissa, I really appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you for joining you. me today. Okay. Of course. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you.